Capital In studying capitalist society we encounter first of all the concept of capital. What is capital? What do we imply by this term? There are many concrete manifestations of capital. In any bourgeois country capital may be money, machinery, buildings, ready, made goods, etc. The first conclusion that can therefore be drawn is that capital is value. However, not every value is capital. A worker's wages are paid in money, but this does not mean that the worker has capital. A peasant has a house and agricultural implements, but this property is not capital either. Money, like any other value, becomes capital only when it increases its value, i.e., when it produces surplus value. We can therefore extend the first conclusion by defining capital as value which produces surplus value. Intrinsic bourgeois science asserts that profit is in property of capital. However, capital cannot of itself produce surplus value. Capital increases its value only when it unites with labor, i.e., in the process of production. Capital exploits the worker who by his labor creates surplus value which in its turn increases capital. It follows that capital is value which produces surplus value by exploiting wage, workers. Whatever its concrete form, capital is not merely a thing. Capital embodies certain production relations between the capitalist class and the class of wage, workers, and these relations are expressed in exploitation of man by man. In defining capital bourgeois economists usually imply by it the means of production. This view was held by Adam Smith and David Ricardo, representatives of English classical bourgeois political economy. Ricardo, for example, regarded as capital the stone and stick, i.e., the primitive tools of primitive man. Bourgeois science still continues to identify capital with the means of production. It strives to represent capital as the eternal and natural condition of any productian. The finding of capital in primitive society serves precisely this purpose. The theory of eternal existence of capital is supposed to confirm the theory of eternal existence of capitalism. Bourgeois economists misrepresent the history of the origin of capitalism and of the formation of classes in capitalist society. According to them, hard, working and thrifty people became capitalists, while the lazy people who had squandered all their property became workers. These fabrications have nothing in common with historical truth. Primary accumulation of capital was marked not by thrift, but by real plunder of the colonies, forcible dispossession of peasants, and rigid laws against the poor in order to create a capitalist labor discipline. In studying capitalist society we encounter first of all the concept of capital. What is capital? What do we imply by this term? There are many concrete manifestations of capital. In any bourgeois country capital may be money, machinery, buildings, ready-made goods, etc. The first conclusion that can therefore be drawn is that capital is value. However, not every value is capital. A worker's wages are paid in money, but this does not mean that the worker has capital. A peasant has a house and agricultural implements, but this property is not capital either. Money, like any other value, becomes capital only when it increases its value, i.e., when it produces surplus value. We can therefore extend the first conclusion by defining capital as value which produces surplus value. Intrinsic bourgeois science asserts that profit is in property of capital. However, capital cannot of itself produce surplus value. Capital increases its value only when it unites with labor, i.e., in the process of production. Capital exploits the worker who by his labor creates surplus value which in its turn increases capital. It follows that capital is value which produces surplus value by exploiting wage, workers. 
Whatever its concrete form, capital is not merely a thing. Capital embodies certain production relations between the capitalist class and the class of wage, workers, and these relations are expressed in exploitation of man by man. In defining capital bourgeois economists usually implied by it the means of production. This view was held by Adam Smith and David Ricardo, representatives of English classical bourgeois political economy. Ricardo, for example, regarded as capital the stone and stick, i.e., the primitive tools of primitive man. Bourgeois science still continues to identify capital with the means of production. It strives to represent capital as the eternal and natural condition of any productian. The finding of capital in primitive society serves precisely this purpose. The theory of eternal existence of capital is supposed to confirm the theory of eternal existence of capitalism. Bourgeois economists misrepresent the history of the origin of capitalism and of the formation of classes in capitalist society. According to them, hard, working and thrifty people became capitalists, while the lazy people who had squandered all their property became workers. These fabrications have nothing in common with historical truth. Primary accumulation of capital was marked not by thrift, but by real plunder of the colonies, forcible dispossession of peasants, and rigid laws against the poor in order to create a capitalist labor discipline. In studying capitalist society we encounter first of all the concept of capital. What is capital? What do we imply by this term? There are many concrete manifestations of capital. In any bourgeois country capital may be money, machinery, buildings, ready-made goods, etc. The first conclusion that can therefore be drawn is that capital is value. However, not every value is capital. A worker's wages are paid in money, but this does not mean that the worker has capital. A peasant has a house and agricultural implements, but this property is not capital either. Money, like any other value, becomes capital only when it increases its value, i.e., when it produces surplus value. We can therefore extend the first conclusion by defining capital as value which produces surplus value. Intrinsic bourgeois science asserts that profit is in property of capital. However, capital cannot of itself produce surplus value. Capital increases its value only when it unites with labor, i.e., in the process of production. Capital exploits the worker who by his labor creates surplus value which in its turn increases capital. It follows that capital is value which produces surplus value by exploiting wage, workers. Whatever its concrete form, capital is not merely a thing. Capital embodies certain production relations between the capitalist class and the class of wage, workers, and these relations are expressed in exploitation of man by man. In defining capital bourgeois economists usually implied by it the means of production. This view was held by Adam Smith and David Ricardo, representatives of English classical bourgeois political economy. Ricardo, for example, regarded as capital the stone and stick, i.e., the primitive tools of primitive man. Bourgeois science still continues to identify capital with the means of production. It strives to represent capital as the eternal and natural condition of any productian. The finding of capital in primitive society serves precisely this purpose. The theory of eternal existence of capital is supposed to confirm the theory of eternal existence of capitalism. Bourgeois economists misrepresent the history of the origin of capitalism and of the formation of classes in capitalist society. According to them, hard, working and thrifty people became capitalists, while the lazy people who had squandered all their property became workers. These fabrications have nothing in common with historical truth. Primary accumulation of capital was marked not by thrift, 
but by real plunder of the colonies, forcible dispossession of peasants, and rigid laws against the poor in order to create a capitalist labor discipline. In studying capitalist society we encounter first of all the concept of capital. What is capital? What do we imply by this term? There are many concrete manifestations of capital. In any bourgeois country capital may be money, machinery, buildings, ready, made goods, etc. The first conclusion that can therefore be drawn is that capital is value. However, not every value is capital. A worker's wages are paid in money, but this does not mean that the worker has capital. A peasant has a house and agricultural implements, but this property is not capital either. Money, like any other value, becomes capital only when it increases its value, i.e., when it produces surplus value. We can therefore extend the first conclusion by defining capital as value which produces surplus value. Intrinsic bourgeois science asserts that profit is in property of capital. However, capital cannot of itself produce surplus value. Capital increases its value only when it unites with labor, i.e., in the process of production. Capital exploits the worker who by his labor creates surplus value which in its turn increases capital. It follows that capital is value which produces surplus value by exploiting wage, workers. Whatever its concrete form, capital is not merely a thing. Capital embodies certain production relations between the capitalist class and the class of wage, workers, and these relations are expressed in exploitation of man by man. In defining capital bourgeois economists usually imply by it the means of production. This view was held by Adam Smith and David Ricardo, representatives of English classical bourgeois political economy. Ricardo, for example, regarded as capital the stone and stick, i.e., the primitive tools of primitive man. Bourgeois science still continues to identify capital with the means of production. It strives to represent capital as the eternal and natural condition of any productaion. The finding of capital in primitive society serves precisely this purpose. The theory of eternal existence of capital is supposed to confirm the theory of eternal existence of capitalism. Bourgeois economists misrepresent the history of the origin of capitalism and of the formation of classes in capitalist society. According to them, hard, working and thrifty people became capitalists, while the lazy people who had squandered all their property became workers. These fabrications have nothing in common with historical truth. Primary accumulation of capital was marked not by thrift, but by real plunder of the colonies, forcible dispossession of peasants, and rigid laws against the poor in order to create a capitalist labor discipline.